Friedland, thank you very much for having uh, accepted the invitation on the Right Advice podcast, the first mining podcast in the DRC. Uh, you're a legend of uh, the mining sector. And uh, so I wanted to ask you a couple of questions. Um, you started mining in, Can in Canada and uh, you um, quickly uh, diverted your activities uh, into Africa, particularly the DRC. Uh, Ivanui has made some excellent stride over the past uh, decades. Uh, you're actually operating the Kakula uh, copper mine, which is one of the biggest uh, copper mine uh, in the world. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about uh, what has, you know, had you focused on the DRC so much over the past uh, 30 years almost? Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> Kamoa Kukula is not the biggest copper mine in the world, but we're working on it. It will be number four in the world uh, after 27 years of work. So Kamoa Kukula, uh, with almost 20,000 young Congolese, hardworking women and men, uh, is, is just now creeping up on number four in the world. Next year, God willing, will be number three. And by 2027, we see a path to being number two. Excellent. And uh, uh, if we keep working together smoothly and as hard as we have, and with the blessings of our Creator, mm -hmm. it's possible that we can become number one in time. We're certainly the largest new copper mine in the world. Absolutely. Largest new one. And uh, you know we've been working in the Congo since 1995, when Laurent Desiree Kabila marched into Kinshasa. So we're an overnight success after 28 or 29 years of work. Very hard work. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, uh, Canadian, Chinese investment in the DRC. Uh, and I believe it's important for the, the, the DRC in regards to uh, its mining sector to diversify its pool inv of investors. And we're in Saudi Arabia uh, right now, and Saudi Arabia has a lot of capital. Uh, that uh, that wants to in be invested into uh, different industries, and the mining sector is one of them. Uh, do you reckon that it's uh, you know a good opportunity for the DRC to seize um, Saudi capital uh, right now and in, in the future? You have a very young population in the Congo. Your your median age is less than 19 years of age. You're a young, big, resource-rich country that has to continue to develop the conditions of stability to attract foreign investment. Foreign investors um, need to remind everyone that money is a coward. It runs away at the first sight of trouble. And, uh, but money is attracted to stability, uh, clear government policy. And we see the DRC on a definite path of improvement. We think um, the last administration has dramatically improved the situation. Uh, Katanga, or the former Katanga province, we're in Lululaba, mm -hmm. has some very young, um, very uh, dynamic managers. We see the same in other provinces exactly. in, in the former Katanga. So 
We, um, we're, we're very optimistic about a bright future for the DRC, but it can, you know, the whole country cannot be developed only on mining. There are many other sectors, Absolutely. like agriculture, for example, or mm -hmm. uh, developing sufficient uh, electrical energy in a green way, in a sustainable way. And education is very, very, very important for the country. So we are very proud to have opened up our Kamoa Center of Excellence. Okay. Uh, His Excellency Laurent Desert, uh, the president, uh, came along and um, Felix Chisikedi and his wife and entourage uh, visited the mine and visited our center of excellence. Today we have about, uh, we're approaching 18,000 employees mm -hmm. and more than 98% are Congolese, 98%. Soon it'll be 99% <laughs> or more. And um, we're very, very happy and proud to present the, the progress that um, the Congolese people have developed in um, their mining industry here in Saudi Arabia. Okay. This has now become one of the largest uh, centers of interest in mining. This is the third Future Mineral Summit. Okay. I spoke at the first summit mm -hmm. uh, uh, and the second summit a year ago, and that was the third one. Okay. We always show um, our progress in the Congo to everyone in Saudi Arabia, but there are delegates here from all over the world. There are more than 40 mines ministers. I saw Minister, Her Excellency Antoinette, the Minister of Mines That's right. from DRC. I saw her here. But there are at least 40 nations represented. All of those nations would like to have some honeybees come and bring some honey to their country. And uh, it's important to understand that uh, countries compete to attract Saudi capital or sure. capital from Europe or from the United States. But because Congo has about 98% hydroelectric power and a very young population, mm -hmm. and uh, the creator has given the Congo excellent mineral endowment, especially in cobalt and copper and lithium and iron and other, there are many other things mm -hmm. waiting to, to be found. Having been in the country now since 1995 and early 96, let's do our math, that's 28 years, that's 28 years, um, I'm in a position to say that I've seen um, quite a lot of improvement after the Civil War period. Uh, I knew uh, Laurent Desiree Kabila, I met Joe Kabila, uh, I met many personalities, and I'm, I'm really pleased to say uh, that the young generation of Congolese people have really started to make a very big improvement in the country. That doesn't mean there isn't a long way to go, but I think we're in a position here in Saudi Arabia to talk to our Saudi friends, to ask them to seriously consider investing in all sectors in the Congo, not just mining. Right. You don't build a modern economy just on mining. There's uh, hydroelectricity development, railroad construction, mm -hmm. ports, infrastructure, roads, education, agriculture. Education is, is uh, really, really, really important. Real estate development, the list is, is very long. The Congo currently enjoys excellent, uh, you know, numerical economic growth, right. five, six, seven percent. That's quite good, it but it needs much more for 90 or 100 million people. 
I'm very happy to see the progress. Uh, and when I met you, uh, Arthur, you know, I saw you looked Congolese to me, big, strong guy with a hat. I'm happy to see you and talk to you. We just ran into each other at this giant conference. So there you go. Thank you. There is a big de deficit of copper on the on the world market. Um, you know, experts says that uh, uh, the amount of production of copper needs to be four times the amount that it is today, and the price of copper uh, might rise to ten thousand, fifteen thousand dollars a ton. Um, how do you see the world economy being able to satisfy uh, this demand that uh, is going to keep growing? Uh, over the next uh, few years, over the next decades, uh, to be able to you know, satisfy the automobile industry, the, the technology industry, and the aerospace and defense industry as well? How do you see that? Well, that's a very good question. Arthur, you know, the first thing we can say is nobody can predict the future. The only thing we know for sure about the price of copper is it will go up and down every day. But... Uh, Copper plays a very important role in the development of the world economy. We're optimistic about the price over time. There are many, many countries around the world racing to develop their own copper. Mm -hmm. Colombia, Ecuador, Peru, Chile, Brazil, Canada, the United States, Zambia, your next door neighbor. All over, there's people are searching for copper. So it's a question of the supply and demand balance. One of the great benefits of the Congo is that uh, if you have hydroelectric power, mm -hmm. you can produce the, Congo, uh, the, the copper without um, using a lot of coal or oil. And so it's green copper. It produces less global warming gas. So really, we're not so much in the copper mining business as we are in the generation of hydroelectricity business. And that's why we have a very close partnership with Uh, Snell, your, natural, your national electricity utility, mm -hmm. to cooperate to rehabilitate uh, hydroelectric capacity and also to improve the grid. Okay. The electrical grid is getting a little old and tired. Okay. And uh, so we have plans working with Snell to upgrade the grid, okay. to modernize the grid. Because even if you have uh, electricity, new electricity at Inga, mm -hmm. it's a long way to wheel that electricity to Kowesi, for example, or Lubumbashi. So this is a monumental nation-building task to generate more clean hydroelectric power, generate more clean solar power. Um, even wind power could be good in the Congo. And to uh, upgrade the grid and to build schools and hospitals and farming. And we, we see that everything has to go together. And I want to add, it's very important to employ women as well as, well as men, even in senior management. Okay. So in time, our ambition is to have 50% men and 50% women, all young Congolese. Mm -hmm. We're at 98% now. And of course, it would be mathematically perfect when we reach 100%. Absolutely. The chairman of our joint venture um, with the government, the, we, the government owns 20% of our joint venture, is a Congolese, uh, Ben Munanga. He's a fantastic human being, a real leader. And we have a lot of uh, young Congolese talent coming up the ranks very quickly. And, you know, I'm 73 and a half years of age. I'm a grandfather. <laughs> Look at Nothing uh, could make me, it makes me more happy 
than to see smiling, energetic, young Congolese women and men building a, a great future for their country. Absolutely. And that's real. <laughs> that's real. And um, if people are, have pride in their work and pride of what they're achieving, other countries see that, and then they want to add to it. You know, if a restaurant is serving good food, there's a long line to get into that restaurant. And if a restaurant's got angry people and the food tastes no good, nobody wants to eat in that restaurant. <laughs> so um, I, I think uh, the Congo is on, on a very good path now. I think I'm, I'm quite optimistic about the development of a very sophisticated, uh, multidimensional mining industry in the DRC. And we're certainly acting as ambassadors to, um, to exactly that end. And uh, we do produce uh, at ivanominds.com a lot of videos mm -hmm. and continuous information about our affairs. And we always like to show pictures of our Congolese people. Because it's not a number like 19,000 people. It's 19,000 individual human beings who have families whose lives are being improved by building something for their nation. We've paid a very large amount of money in taxes to the Congolese government. Okay. They deserve it. That's right. it's their, you know, and we're, the government is also a partner mm -hmm. in, in the affairs. And the money goes to the, is very clearly audited. It's very clean. It's very legitimate. It's very real. And if we keep on this path, it will grow. And it will continue to grow. Uh, you know, um, if you turn back the hands of time, so around 1900 to 1950, Congo was number one in the world in copper production. But it was passed by Chile, and then it was passed by Peru. It fell down the world ranking. There was uh, domestic disturbances and problems in Congolese history. It had to live through a colonial legacy. Mm -hmm. um, and there, was, there, there have been difficult periods. But I want to tell you that from my perspective, we love the Congolese people. We really think that you're going to build a great country. It's going to take another 20 or 30 years, another generation, mm -hmm. but it's definitely happening. And I think you should visit uh, Kamoku Kuli yourself. Absolutely. And, and, and what you should do is you should interview uh, young Congolese with no warning. Just ask them, what do you really think is going on here? You know, real, you know, really find out what people really think because. You can't really fool anybody. These handphones are, you know, everyone has one and they, they go out to the whole world. That's right. Nobody controls the technology. You don't have to own a television station anymore. 100%. You and I can talk, it can go viral, and it goes worldwide. That's right. So I, I think um, I'm very pleased with um, the interest shown uh, from various ministers around the world here in this conference. And uh, I had an opportunity to s uh, show a movie in the general session about Kamoku Kula, uh, as well as a lot of the new technologies we're using to explore in the Western Forelands, to look for the next mine and the next mine. All of these things are gifts from God, but they take the blood, sweat, and tears of real human beings to put them in production. Just uh, two, two more questions. Uh, and jumping on what you just said, why you, you seem to have a an, you know never-ending love for for the DRC? You just uh, discovered the uh, Kitoko mine and other Western Fordland uh, targets uh, recently. Um, in spite of all the investment that you have already made in the DRC and all the work that you are, you have already done, 
you keep investing, you keep dreaming about the DLC, you keep you still have a vision uh for for what can be done in this country you know estimates say that it's uh, you know probably the richest richest country in the world in natural resources and exploited uh, natural resources why that love uh, you know i've seen many uh, uh you know a pioneer uh, in the industry but I, i've really seen somebody who's uh, uh, you know who speak about the drc with, with such passion as uh, as you do we've been in africa uh, since 19 19- 92 continuously we worked in south africa uh, we worked in zambia we worked in ghana we worked in gabon botswana nigeria niger mm-hmm. all over uh, we think the future of humanity will be made in africa the um, africa has 1.4 billion people about the same population as china but it's much bigger than china and has much more natural resources than china and has a much younger population than china in china people are getting older uh, the youngest population in the world is in africa and africa can now benefit from all the technologies from around the world coming back to africa but all of the developing world needs resources from africa some countries will do better than others some will be beset with corruption or uh, perhaps uh, tribal animosities other countries will be a shining example and develop themselves there's an enormous amount of interest uh, in the united states where over 20 23 24% of our population are descended from africans a lot of our greatest sportsmen and musicians and artists and teachers are african americans so it's uh, my opinion that there should be more american involvement in africa we have oprah winfrey you know or you know we have morgan freeman we have great you know, we have just great americans there's so much potential to bring americans to um to, to africa and vice versa mm-hmm. africans to america and we think that uh, a nation like the congo should diversify its foreign investment 100%. the more the better absolutely In other words, it's not a good idea to have only one investor. It's a good idea to have as many investors as possible. The Chinese bring many benefits. The Japanese bring many benefits. Investors from Qatar or Saudi Arabia or Kuwait or the United Arab Emirates, excellent. Europeans, Americans, the more the better. Right? But um, nothing succeeds like success. You catch more flies with honey than with vinegar. <laughs> So you have Congolese music. That Congolese music, you have great young musicians. That music should go around the world. You should make Congolese film and entertainment. Sorry. Film Congolese stories. Young Congolese should make movies and television series. Everything should be done as quickly as possible. So, uh, you know, I'm not only in the mining business, I was also in the film business. Uh, we worked in Hollywood then. So we see lots of potential and the most important thing is the massive human potential you have in your women as well as men young congolese women educating them tremendous tremendous talents uh, when you come to kamokukula come visit our banana plantations our chicken farms uh, our um, all of our agricultural developments our brick making factories Our, our, our construction companies 
how uh, each mining job is generating 10 other employees in, in related but not direct mining. Okay. For example, we have a women's clothing um, cooperative that is sewing all the uniforms for the miners. And now they've expanded into just making clothing for the general Congolese market. Or we have women that started growing eggs and growing chickens who now are starting to make restaurants, uh, serving an omelet. Okay. It's growing. Uh, and so the mining acted as a catalyst for broader economic development. And, you know, when you're, when you're a grandfather like me and you're 73, it's wonderful to see in a very troubled world, and there are many troubles in the world, 100%. my brother. 100%. There are many troubles in the world. We need to create a, a, a successful situation in the Congo, and uh, I, I really, truly believe that uh, while nothing is easy in this world and nothing is easy in life, I can assure you from my eyes, over the last 28 years, there's been a lot of progress. And you have, you have a very bright future ahead of you as long as everyone works together and builds uh, a great new nation. And I'm really confident that that's actually happening. I don't like to talk about it here in Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. I'd rather talk about it right there on the ground in Lululaba province. <laughs> Thank you. One last question. The, the show is called The Right Advice. Uh, what advice would you give to a Congolese man or a woman um, who wants to succeed, whether it's in the mining sector, whether it's in uh, other industries? Uh, some of the young people uh, sometimes don't believe in, in the country, in the DRC, because obviously the, 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 the success doesn't trickle down you know, fast enough for them. Um, yeah. forget, forget about trickle down, my brother. Make your own life. Uh, work hard. Focus on something that you enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. If you like to do a video call like this and you want to be in media, then focus on this and get better and better at it. And it'll go viral. Uh, it's a very important thing in society to uh, garner listeners through this technology. Why mm -hmm. not? Everybody should speak to their strength and work hard, and there's a billion different pathways to success. Look at Mr. Dangote. Right. He's built a giant uh, situation. No one even had a, an oil, uh, oil refinery in all of Nigeria. Now he's going to build a giant world-class refinery in Nigeria so people don't have to buy their gasoline from Europe. Mm -hmm. So there are many dynamic uh, entrepreneurs in Africa, and I think... One of the most interesting things of the vision of, of President Felix Tshisekedi that I find most interesting is the government's desire to, to create a class of Congolese businessmen who become millionaires, mm -hmm. who generate wealth themselves and then hire more young Congolese. This is a very good concept. And there's absolutely no reason why this can't succeed. We have to have a large numbers of Congolese businessmen in mining. It could be in trucking or, or machinery or housing or construction or clothing or restaurants because a mine generates 10 times more employment in non-mining activities around the mine. That's right. and, and so uh, I think the government's on the right path to see the creation of uh, young women and men that uh, develop a business. Like you should make a big business out of what you're doing right here.
you know, get advertisers and just grow this because it's a very valuable function. And there are many other people here in Saudi Arabia you could interview. Absolutely. We can find you a few. <laughs> True, okay? So, Arthur, there you go. Uh, to be continued. Uh, absolutely. Do you have an invitation to come to the Mogul I certainly uh, will come uh, there very keep soon. <laughs> I keep pushy as well. Yeah. I haven't visited. It was, it was on my list, I have to admit. Yeah, it was well, on my uh, list. Kibushi, the tremendous progress in Kibushi. Okay. We're yeah. Very proud of it. No, I'll, that's with Jacobins. <laughs> I'll be coming there very soon. Uh, thank you very much, Mr. Friedland, for having accepted uh, our invitation, and uh, we'll be in touch uh, very soon. Thank you, bye-bye.